Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals. I am Shmay Linney, I am your host, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker and certified iridologist and I'm very happy to have you back with me. I hope you're enjoying the first week of December. I can't complain myself, it's been pretty good. Haven't put up my decorations yet but I'm planning to do it before this week is out and get it over with. So this week's podcast, we are looking at strategic eating for the holidays. I did a couple of podcasts two years ago. I thought it was last year, but when I looked it up, it was two years ago on strategic eating, uh, surviving the holidays for your goals, and uh, five tips for managing stress over Christmas. Um, But I felt it was time that we refresh all of that and do a new one. Um, So that is today's podcast. And actually, I was asked by a client who was a bit concerned um, about the holidays on Saturday, like, what way do we eat? What do we do? I don't want to ruin my results and the usual stuff most people usually ask and it is a concern around this time of the year Um, but I always say don't panic don't stress we can totally get through this straight away though I'm going to say most people think that they gain more than they actually do over Christmas which is not true on average most people over like the two week span of Christmas and New Year's might gain three to four pounds if even Um, but in people's heads they're gaining like 12 pounds 14 pounds a stone um, which is not actually true for you to gain that much weight you would have to be consuming a lot a lot of calories daily across each day and not getting any movement in whatsoever now that's not to say that some people aren't doing that but in the circle that I kind of run in and the people I work with, it's highly unlikely that that would even happen. And if you do step on the scales after that two week, and it does say that maybe you're up seven or eight pounds, you have to remember that a lot of that, half of it even is going to be fluid retention and inflammation depending on what you had over Christmas, how much chocolate you had, how much alcohol you had. So it's not all going to be body fat. And that's important to remember because that kind of takes a bit of stress away. Like, okay, a lot of people will say, I'm okay with like enjoying Christmas and having my fun and putting on maybe three or four pounds it's not a big deal especially my clients that they're like that's not too much of a big deal because I do know how to get that off pretty effectively and pretty fast um so just remembering that it's not going to be as bad as you think it is going to be now when we look at the holidays most 
of us have already started kind of indulging in the holidays already, even though December has just started. I've had some clients go to Christmas parties already, um, Christmas lunches, family dinners, family visits from um, out of town. And so there is stuff happening already. And of course, the Christmas shopping. When you go Christmas shopping, when they have the sense of hot chocolate and gingerbread infused into the air conditioning, which they do. I swear to God, they do that to entice you to actually go and buy stuff. Um, it's understandable that people can maybe pick at some things when they're out shopping. So maybe that cookie or have lunch out. And So anyway, that all has already started. So let's kind of nip the strategies or nip that in the bud with the strategies we can use now and start implementing everything now so things don't get out of control because if things start getting out of control now at the start of December chances are that by the start of January yes you will be up the 12 pounds or 14 pounds of body fats um, if we can contain it to that week or two around Christmas though where we're extra indulging then we won't see that big increase in the weight gain so when we when specifically when I'm looking at my clients and how I teach and how um, I practice my own lifestyle generally <laughs> we're picking and choosing our battles. Most of us have one refeed day a week. Um, some, depending on maintenance, depending on their activity, their lifestyle, maybe have 1.5 or two refeeds a week, um, which is very individual, but the mo most of us are having one refeed a week. Um, so we want to consider, well, how is my week looking now? Okay, so Friday, I might have a Christmas party. Saturday is family time. Sunday, I have dinner at the parents' house. So, okay, we don't want to be rude. We don't want to miss out on the festivities, but we also don't want to forget our health and our goals and the goals that we have set for ourselves and a lot of my clients at this stage of the year are very aware they're very intuitive in what affects their body what makes them feel gross what inflames them what causes sleep issues um, in regards to food so they are naturally going to be making those better choices um, but we are only human so some of us are going to indulge a bit more and that's okay so if you have stuff like that coming up it is wiser or it could be wiser for you rather than having one big refeed day to split that refeed day across maybe three days so you're having one refeed meal each day now during that day and taking into consideration that um, when you eat a really clean nutritional diet the way I teach and the way my clients teach and they maybe are used to fasting a lot and their stomach has shrunk because they have adapted to fasting that maybe you can't actually eat that much during the day if you have had a big refeed the evening before either and that is not uncommon and of course it does depend on the individual and how 
how driven they are, how important their goals are to them. So if somebody is, say, splitting their refeed across a few days, say Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, then maybe they will have um, a more protein green veg based meal earlier in the day on Friday, have their refeed on Friday evening, but then they might be too full still um, on Saturday and just focus maybe on a bone broth fast or a water and tea fast or something until their next refeed on Saturday evening. And then the same on Sunday, still too full from your meal on Saturday. Maybe you will sleep a bit longer through your fast because that'll help your body just break down and digest whatever is laying around in your gut um, and then do your clean water or tea fast and your bone broth fast and then your next refeed meal on Sunday. Now that's just an example so you could be going out Monday night to a meal or Wednesday and Saturday and then you would split it up and have your refeed meal on Monday, Wednesday and Saturday but throughout the rest of the week, you're trying to mitigate any damage that may be done from toxins or um, inflammation or fluid retention or anything like that. So during the week, if you knew that you were eating, having a refeed on Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, then maybe you're avoiding starches um, and other inflammatory foods on the other days, practicing more fasting, more bone broth, um, more nutrient dense foods and, and like I said, less inflammatory bloating types of foods. That's the way I would go about it. And back to that Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So if you're a client of mine and you've had those three refeeds, then maybe on the Monday, if you had nothing going on, um, you would just do a fast for the full day that day on Monday. So I think um, Christmas falls on a Wednesday this year. So if we look at that week just before Christmas, if you were eating out on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, family events, Christmas parties, whatever it is, then Monday you would just fast from Sunday evening, your last calorie consumption on Sunday evening, right through until Tuesday morning which would be Christmas Eve. So you've done either a clean fast or a dirty fast or a bone broth fast or something on the Monday and then Tuesday Christmas Eve that you know that you're doing your best. You're mitigating stuff the best you can. You're keeping your health and weight goals in mind and you're using these tools that you have and that's what they are. They're tools. So fasting is not about starving yourself. Leaving out starving is not about starving yourself or depriving yourself. It's about stacking conditions in your favor. It's about giving your body a break to metabolize foods, to bring down inflammation, to focus on healing. It's about when you do say a bone broth fast, you're focused on that healing, very nutrient dense aspect of it while giving your gut and your body a break from what happens when we do eat a lot of food and people forget that when we eat eating in itself is a stressor on the body eating in itself drives down all the other functions in the body as in the healing and reparative functions and it drives up inflammation and cortisol in the body because that eating is a stress in itself um, and especially 
stressful to the gut because the gut is doing all the work there so we can use fasting to help with supporting our gut bringing down the inflammation making sure that when we do eat our body is in a state that it's going to uptake the nutrients a lot more effectively because we've been in a fasted state for so long so you can use these tools as well as you can support your digestion so you're breaking down the foods that you do eat a lot better over the Christmas Um, and I will say a lot of the time you know over the holidays the foods are not necessarily bad they're very nutrient dense foods you've got um sweet potatoes you've got homemade potatoes you've got your meat your turkey your ham your beef um probably some chicken depending on who you are you've got a lot of greens we generally see a lot of greens at christmas so your brussels sprouts your broccoli your green beans um we also see people i've seen becoming popular as people adding big salads into their dinner meals and their christmas lunches and then you have when we look at if you're making homemade cranberry sauce which is going to be awesome for you to make it homemade especially with what we have now so you get yourself of organic fresh cranberries from like sobeys they're like three dollars you add in some swerve for the sweetener you make your own cranberry so that cranberry is going to have those beneficial mud biotics as well to support your gut bacteria during this time also the bitterness of the cranberries even if you munch on some raw cranberries or like fresh cranberries before dinner before your Christmas lunch that bitter tart um, component of the cranberries is going to stimulate the pancreas and the stomach and say "Mm, let's get ready there's some food coming in here so you start producing more digestive enzymes you start producing more stomach acid your bile production increases so that when you do eat the food you're digesting it a lot more as well as you're getting those polyphenols off the cranberries that are going to support your gut bacteria and keep them healthy and strong over the holidays too and you can do that with like raspberries and blueberries too as long as they're super tart and pungent and pomegranate it's the season for pomegranate so you can have some of that as like an aperitif before your dinner you can even do like warm water and lemon juice you can do a shot of apple cider vinegar another great tool for stimulating um, the digestive system and the vagus nerve the vagus nerve is very important it helps with the digestive digestion but it helps keep you in a calm state while you are eating um you can do some bone broth you could do like some sort of french onion soup or dip so something that's warming um a little bit sour a little bit tart bitter that's going to stimulate digestion that's going to signal the vagus nerve and say hey let's get all these enzymes and bile and acids flowing Um, so that's a super helpful tool and apple cider vinegar is very beneficial in that it also helps us metabolize sugars a lot better and helps with insulin resistance that's very helpful to remember over the holidays with all this extra food and like I said it's not necessarily bad food because we're usually eating homemade 
foods over the holidays and there will be one or two bad things I'm sure but it's usually pretty wholesome homemade food and you just want to make sure that you're digesting it properly and making the best choices where you can using any tools that you've learned from me or another health coach or anything like that and then you want to you're you can use some other stuff you can use some other tools as well berberine being one of my favorite and then bitter melon extract so those two are very effective for helping us metabolize sugars keeping the gut functioning properly keeping the gut healthy and they do help with fat burning as well so you can use those supplements you can also use a good cinnamon pill as well to help you with metabolizing the sugars keeping your blood sugars in line keeping your insulin where you want it to be um, because they're very important it's the insulin that's going to cause the problems with the weight gain and having us feel pretty much shit over the holidays um so you can use tools like that lots and lots of water where you can especially mineralized water you want to keep hydrated especially if you're having extra alcohols alcohol can act as a diuretic also it can um, cause the liver to down regulate while the liver focuses on just getting the alcohol or the toxins and the chemicals out of your body so having your mineral water having some water with warm lemon juice some warm water with lemon juice having some water with sea salt um, is going to be very helpful it'll support the tissues for hydration it'll also support the liver and you can use herbal teas here too if you know you're going to have a lot of alcohol over the holidays and I mean I don't mean you're getting hammered each day I mean if you're having like two drinks a couple of days in a row that would be considered a lot of alcohol and that will be stressful on the liver and the kidneys um, and even the pancreas so you want to support your liver and your kidneys and all there again you got those bitters um, the sour tar foods your polyphenols but then your herbal teas you could be looking at a pure cranberry tea your dandelion tea your milk thistle going to be very helpful peppermint tea is going to be awesome so instead of an a coffee after dinner which you shouldn't be doing in any way um, you can use a peppermint tea and you can even use peppermint tea before a meal you can use decaffeinated coffee before a meal too because coffee has been shown to stimulate bile flow too okay we're going to wrap this up now so you got a lot a lot of tools there for strategies you can use splitting refeeds up using fasting supporting the digestive aspect staying hydrated using your herbal teas where you can Um, but also I do want you to enjoy the holidays I know people are we live in stressful times we do so when events like this comes up I really want my clients to enjoy the time I want to enjoy the time myself but again I don't want to forget my health and my goals I do not want to make myself sick I don't want to undo my hard work so I'm picking and choosing my battles but I'm also using these aids as well uh, like the berberine the bitter melon the cinnamon the herbal teas the bitters um, but 
Also, we can use a few other things. If you know you're going to have a lot of alcohol, like I said, you would want to be getting in a nice dose of vitamin C just to support the antioxidant systems and the glutathione production um, in the body. So at least 1000 milligrams a day across Christmas is going to be beneficial for you. At the end of the day, it is going to be wise for you before bed to take two activated charcoal pills. If you're going out for like a Christmas party and you know there's going to be a lot of drinks, you would take two activated charcoal pills before the Christmas party with like a pint of water, which is 500 mils, and then two after, so just before bed. And then anyone else who's maybe just having one or two drinks, you could just do two pills in the evening either before or after the drinks um, so not necessarily before bed as well you have to remember that activated charcoal will bind to supplements and medications so you want to space them apart um, you want an hour on either side so if you're taking um, apple activated charcoal let's say 6 p.m in the evening you don't want to take supplements anytime after 5 p.m or anytime before 7 p.m so an hour on either side of that 6 p.m that time that you take your activated charcoal activated charcoal can be dehydrating to the body so make sure lots and lots and lots of water lots so you're if you're drinking the alcohol it is a diuretic in itself um and then you're taking the activated charcoal that can be dehydrating because it binds to chemicals and helps flush them out of your body so lots and lots of water there um and really what else would we do you could do some n-acetylcysteine as well i'll do that sometimes to support um the antioxidant system uh, and help with the processing of chemicals and protecting my cells and that one other thing you can do if you know and hopefully nobody is getting exposed to vegetable oils I would hope that people are cooking with like at least butter like real butter over Christmas but you never know when you go to relatives or when you go out to restaurant chances are even the highest end restaurants are using some sort of vegetable or canola oil so one way you can protect yourself from canola oil and this has been shown to be effective is take some spirulina so you can either swirl some spirulina in water before you go out take some spirulina pills or you can get little tablets of spirulina so spirulina is an algae um, and it's been shown to help protect the body against the damaging effects of canola oil um, and also you can take some bone broth or gelatin or order that as your aperitif before a meal or or even bring some with you if you're going to a relatives so bone broth has been shown to be protective against vegetable oils damaging effects too so they're they're like really simple things that you can do make sure that you're getting plenty of sleep make sure that on days that it's not minus a million you're getting out and you're getting exposure to direct sunlight and fresh air so they're so important especially in the mornings and if you have a lot of time off over the christmas from work and kids being off school and you know you're going to be having heavier meals later in the day then I would plan those fasted early morning walks fresh air sunshine fasted state 40 to 60 minutes and like all of this 
in combination, everything I've said in this podcast is literally stacking conditions in your favor. Have a plan, have a plan. Say, okay, I'm going to enjoy myself from December. Like I'm really going to enjoy Christmas from December 21st right up until January 2nd, the day after New Year's. And then I'm going to get myself back on track. And during that time frame, so this is assuming you don't have anything before that time frame, from the 21st to the 2nd, you're utilizing all the tools that are in this podcast too. And just remembering your goals, what you really want for yourself and why. So I hope you found that super helpful. I'll probably do another podcast um, over the next week or two, just supporting you a bit more over Christmas. If you have any questions regarding this podcast, any of the hacks that I've given you, you you need any advice about Christmas, don't be afraid to reach out to me. You can email me through my website at shemainsmodelhealth.com or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at shemainsmodelhealth. But otherwise, I hope you all have a lovely, lovely lovely season Um, stay safe stay warm enjoy yourself and then get ready to get back on track with your health goals for 2020 okay bye bye have a great week and we'll chat soon